0: Hey, you're listening to Millennials Leaving Mormonism. We were raised in the Mormon faith, and now in our 30s, we have decided to leave this high demand religion. We chat about our story and reflect on our journey of deconstruction. Hopefully, this helps others if they have decided to leave, or just provides people with reasons why some do. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Was that too noisy? I don't know. We'll see. We're a little rusty. Um, In case you haven't listened to our other episodes or need a refresher, um, we started recording this in October of 2023, and it is now January 1st, 2024. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And we were like, we should probably finish this up, um, because our goal with this was to record 10 episodes and just have them out there and be done. I was pregnant with our third baby and ended up having her three weeks early, so we had kind of a pause for good reason
1: freaking babies man (laughs) throwing us off our game
0: it's been great but it's been a huge adjustment for sure but it leads us into our next topic now that we're going to finish our episodes this one we've called raising little heathens just because it's funny but but essentially we're going to chat about parenting outside of mormonism like leaving the church and how that felt so I know for me, this was like the first scary thing I had to address was like, oh, now what? What do I teach my kids?
1: Yeah, I can't remember if we talked about it in other episodes, but growing up in Mormonism, it's like our parents raised us a certain way and their parents raised them that same way and they're, Mm. you know, it's it's like a playbook for multi-generations. And it was funny. Um, I actually read a diary, or a little bit of my grandma's diary. It's like a lot of the same principles that I saw my mom use to raise us. My grandma did raising her. If that makes sense. Yeah.
0: So it's all passed down through generations through the church.
1: It's all the same. Yeah, it's been the same. You know, you get baptized at eight, and then well, first you get the baby blessing, and then baptized at eight, then you get the Holy Ghost, and for guys, they get the priesthood, and then you go on a mission. And then you're married, and then you're done. Like, it's a whole, it's
0: There's all like laid out. It's like, a step ladder, or what they call it now is, like, the covenant path is what you're taking. Oh, they
1: have a name for it now? Yeah, they
0: do. Well, it used to be, I don't know what it used to be. Endure to the end? Something like that. I don't know. But, yeah. Well, yeah, because, like, your family is pioneer stock. Like, went back when Joseph Smith started the church, basically, you had to joining. I actually don't know joining. how far
1: back they go, but yeah. I might look into it.
0: Yeah, who knows? But definitely at least, like, Utah Mormons, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, like,
1: traveling. I think they're... They traveled, like, with Brigham Young.
0: So it must have been back when Joseph Smith, probably.
1: I don't don't know. Interesting
0: to look into. But, yeah, for you, that was how your family was. I grew up in a family that was a little bit different. Like, um, my grandparents both converted, and my mom um, married someone that wasn't Mormon, which is not very common if you're Mormon. Um, And so my dad, my biological dad, isn't Mormon. And so I was raised... um, But then they end up divorcing. So basically it was like my mom and grandma that raised me and they both decided to raise me in the church once they got divorced. So it was a lot of just like not your typical traditional family style, which was kind of nice. Um... But I was independent at a very young age, and I don't think I ever really internalized the church. But because I was an only child, I kind of went because I had friends there, which I'm actually seeing a lot of in our oldest daughter. Like, she wants to go back to church. She's been bringing it up a little bit because of her friends, which is so funny because she literally goes to school with them. (laughs) So she just wants to see them more often, I guess. But that is the life of a second grader. (laughs) Anyway, so I didn't grow up in the same situation, but I still was taught the same things. And like, it was still pretty like, you know, you just do the things. I got baptized when I was eight and followed all the steps.
1: Yeah. I feel like the church, they now are saying like, oh yeah, you, it's your job to teach the kid like in your home. But honestly, growing up in the church, like I, I didn't even really talk to my parents about church that much. You literally go to church and seminary and you do all these things. And I think it kind of takes care of itself. Like, it's not like, the parents have the response well, they're supposed to have that responsibility of teaching you church doctrine, but the church is so heavily involved in your life as a youth that they don't really need to.
0: That's true. And back when we were younger, church was three hours and then you went to an hour of mutual and seminary, which is like every morning before school or if you live in highly populated LDS areas, you would go like during school and that's another hour of scripture study. And so, They really did cover it a lot, but now it's a lot of, like, teach in the home. I think since COVID, because when Mm -hmm. COVID happened, it was like, well, now you have no choice, you know. But we were encouraged, our parents were encouraged as well to do family home evening every week. But that was was always chaos. Like, it was a lot of pressure. Like, as a parent now, there's so much pressure on the parents. Like, yes, you have the church doing a lot, but then you also have, like okay, parents, like, make sure your kids are always on the straight and narrow path and make sure they don't make any mistakes. And if they make mistakes, it's all your fault. Like, there's a lot of pressure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually really excited to be stepping away because I think that's, like, the saddest thing looking back on my childhood is that my parents are amazing, but we fought so much because no kid wants to sit down and do scripture study every morning or family home evening. And, like, we could have been doing so many more fun bonding activities but instead it's like well I freaking hate this and I guess I hate this family because I don't (laughs) want to do scripture study right now you know
0: yeah and I feel like also like normal teenagehood and early young adulthood and stuff like you make mistakes and you make stupid choices and like I feel like every kid does that. And so I feel like as the parents, they're like looking at themselves, like we didn't do enough family home evening. We didn't do enough scripture study. So then while all that chaos is happening, and you have like a rough teenager at home. You're also trying to like, okay, well we're going to do this because you guys are being bad <laughs> and we have to do more of it because you're being worse. Like, and it's just like, no, that's not, that's not going to make it better. It makes it worse. Right. Yeah. And like my family never really pushed it. Um, which I think was good because I actually went to church more for like my friends and like to get me there. And, so I was able to just kind of do it that way rather than feel like I was pressured into do it, mm-hmm. which is, I don't know. But yeah, it's so interesting. And yeah, as an adult and as a parent, you're just like, oh, this is a lot of stress. And I remember even with our kids being little, when I would try to like do scripture study with them or I try to like, that. and I was like, oh, awful. you guys won't listen. Like I would just get mad and they're like toddlers and it's like, obviously they don't want to listen to, to scriptures. So but- they teach
1: you like... Just read the scriptures with a two-year-old. They don't understand it, but they feel a spirit. And they're like, no, they freaking don't. <laughs> no, they want to go
0: watch freaking Bluey and <laughs> eat snacks. They don't care what you're saying. But but yes and no. I do think they do internalize some things when they're little. But, um, yeah, but they're not
1: feeling the spirit. I enjoy that much.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the thing with the church is they give you a handbook, basically, not a literal handbook. Well, in some cases they do, but it's <laughs> basically laid out for you. Like, they
1: literally give you a handbook <laughs> They do
0: have church handbooks. Um, we just got one. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's for scripture study yeah. yeah but um anyway so it's like they basically lay it out for you like this is what you do with your kids i actually came across this um our oldest was younger and i was like oh i don't know what to do with this 3 year old and they actually have like a parenting handbook like in the church tools that you can like read ages this to this and ages this to this and like it literally lays it out for you it does yeah so it's kind of nice i've actually talked to my uh one of my friends about this too recently i went out with her and she was like she knows i left the church and stuff and A lot of my friends are very nuanced, so it's kind of nice to talk to them about things. And she's like, yeah, I think I just go because it's, like, so nice for my kids. It's so structured and it's so, like, I don't know what I would even do if I left the church with my kids. And I'm like, it kind of reminded me of the concept of, like, well, if I leave the church, I'm going to be an alcoholic. Or if I leave the church, I'm going to, like, murder someone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have enough confidence in yourself as a person or as a parent to know what to teach your kids. Yeah. And I felt that. I felt like I didn't have confidence in myself when I was leaving.
1: And I don't want to go off on a huge tangent, but nuanced Mormons are the best. I didn't even realize that was a thing until we left. And then you hear about all these people living just their best life and being Mormon at the same time. I'm like, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. I feel like I've always lived a very rigid version of the church. And I, I think the church is rigid, but if you could live it in a way that like feels comfortable for you and still do it, that's great. I just couldn't. I know, the, I know what the expectations are, and I can't, like, fall short of them because it stresses me out. Yep. So, anyway, yeah, I agree with that. So, it was interesting talking to her about that and other friends about it. And it's just, they really, a lot of our friends our age are going for their kids. Like, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, and well, I so, wonder how
1: much our parents went for us. I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, I mean it's hard to know how like if it's just they're too scared to think outside of it because they've been in it and it's so culturally ingrained
1: well it's funny because we actually didn't go to church a ton until we had kids remember we yeah when we we were first married we
0: never wanted to go
1: (laughs) we we either didn't want to go or just didn't go quite a bit and then once you have a kid it's like well i can't not take my kid to church
0: And another thought I just had about that is, isn't it interesting? They really do encourage that families have kids like ASAP. They're like couples get married, like right out of your mission Mm. when you're like early twenties, have your kids right away.
1: Don't think about it.
0: It's like, yeah, it's almost like, oh, maybe that's part of it. It's like, if you have your kids, you'll be in the church.
1: I'll bet you if we didn't have kids after like, we had kids after three years, but I'll bet if we wait another two or three years, I'll bet we would have left the church sooner.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, totally. Um... Yeah. And then with that, so with leaving the church, it was a little bit scary. Like we were like, what do we teach? So I jumped right into Christianity because I was like, you can't just not read a scripture. So I started jumping into like reading the Bible with them. And then I got like a kid's Bible and we started reading Bible stories. And then like that whole thing happened. And I was like, what am I doing? Do I even believe in Jesus now? Like I still don't even know. And so it felt like I just had to keep going with something because I couldn't just like cut it all out. But what I found interesting is that, like, now that we are kind of, like, starting over a little bit, I feel like we do enjoy more family time and things together without that pressure of, like, are we doing this right? Are we reading scriptures? Are we praying? Even if it's not Mormon scriptures, it's more flexible. Like, we still pray, but it's not, like, every night or it's not, like, super rigid or, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's not like we have to get mad at our kids if they pray about their Tamagotchis. It's like, yeah, that's funny. Who yeah. cares?
0: Yeah, say what you want to say. Um, and so with the church and leaving, we I remember uh, when we first told his mom, <laughs> I was like, we have to tell her because we're gonna have a baby and she's gonna ask us if we're blessing the baby. <laughs> and what's the first thing that she said? So yeah. no baby blessing, no baptizing next year because nope. our oldest is gonna be eight.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was it's such a crazy. I mean, again, two years ago, if you ever said that, I. I would leave the church, I would never ever believe you because the church was 100% true. And then now it's like not even caring if my kid gets baptized. It's like I I don't know. We've just come so far in such a short period of time.
0: I know. And with that, she actually has been asking about it and I think it's because she knows she's already, like it's just crazy that she's only been gone for like six years of her life and it's already like when I'm eight, this is what I do. Like, And we haven't talked about it at all but she still brings it up. Mm -hmm. And it's like so interesting because it's just that's how ingrained it is from a young age and it's something that we're gonna have to approach this year as she turns eight and ask her why she wants to get baptized and I don't think we're like a hundred percent against it but I want her to understand like what it actually means because when you're in the church I don't think eight-year-olds actually know what they're doing and I think they have good intentions but it's like you're committing your life to this do you know that like (laughs) and it's like yeah you can just leave it after but it'll be interesting to see like what our parents bring up when that you know is getting closer and kind of how it all goes maybe we'll have to bring like a bonus episode like this is how it went <laughs>
1: yeah i don't even Here are know some tips <laughs> i don't even know if they let you baptize the kid if if the kid doesn't go to church because we don't go to church
0: right so it's like
1: do they even allow them to get baptized
0: i mean it's interesting because it's like they have to ask the questions like do you believe in joseph smith and do you believe in this and of course a kid's gonna say yes but then the i think like the bishop would be like uh <laughs> but how like but- have they been teaching it well no it's like all right, we'll just take the, we'll take the number. Let's go. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I don't know. Um, I repeated that twice <laughs> because I was, <laughs> I did get a nap in today. So that's why I have more energy. Um... Lucky. <laughs> so with that, um, there's also the, there's always the fear of like extended family, like cousins and stuff. Like where is there going to be judgment? Same with like community and, and kids in their family. Uh, friendship circles and how that's going to be so as they grow up like so far it hasn't affected them but I'm just interested as they grow up to see how it affects them and I mean if they're teenagers and they're like I want to go because I have friends that go I'm not going to be opposed to it they're teenagers they can make a little bit more of their own decisions
1: yeah I mean there's definitely worse places they could be than inside the Mormon church it's like especially like if they you know weren't in the church and then like they get a little bit older and then they decide to go to church from like 12 to 20 that'd be perfect yeah I think that's a great <laughs> that'd keep them like from doing insane stuff as teenagers
0: yeah because there is I I think we talked about there are a lot of principles in the church that you should just be teaching your kids in general I feel like they're just good principles there's some that you can pick and choose there's some that I will definitely teach differently like things about sex and things that are so taboo in the church i want to like talk more openly about it and just Mm -hmm. have more open conversations especially because we have daughters (laughs) yeah but um but i think it's a good place to be and i think that they'll be able to like decide for themselves at that point what they feel about it and most of the kids in the church are can be really good in general you know good influences and not that kids outside aren't but again it's not like the worst place to be like you said but it is nice because we can teach them things like more openly than I feel like if we were also in the church. And they've even asked about going now. And it's like, if we enjoyed going, we would go. But it's just the fact that we don't want to be there. We have nothing against going except that we just don't want to.
1: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Because we already know what we feel about it. We already know our opinions on it. So it's like it's like if you sit in a room and you have opposite opinions of everyone else in the room, you can still sit in the room. Yeah. But if it's boring and you'd rather do something else... That's a good reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't even know what time our church is at now.
0: I know. Don't they change it? Do they still change it every year? I, I think wonder. so. Hmm.
1: But yeah, yeah could you imagine instead of having nap at like one o'clock, if you have a one o'clock church and it's like you're at church and.
0: That was always the dreaded Ugh, time. Although now we one. don't nap because we have kids. But anyway, so, <laughs> so with that, after leaving, it's like, how are we raising them now? And we actually still haven't figured it out hundred percent.
1: Uh well we started a little bit because I think you still need to teach them morals I think you still need to teach them right. what's right and what's wrong I guess you and, don't
0: have specifics it's just generally this is how you make good choices like,
1: <laughs> yeah but I think there's better things than being afraid of going to hell to teach your kids to keep them from doing or keep them doing right things mm-hmm. and so. Um, I just barely am scratching the surface on like Buddhism. And I think there's a lot of good principles in there that you could apply and help raise your kids with some of those principles to keep them from being insane human beings.
0: Yeah. I, just the general concepts of like mindfulness and like being in the moment, being present and just being, yeah. Yeah the is it the eightfold path or something in buddhism mm-hmm. where there's a lot of good principles in there that are really they scratch the surface of the same things in mormonism except mormonism is just very specific on how you do them but i like that it's just like this is what you do and there's no specifics to how you do it but like this is how you're like just be kind and just like you know that mm-hmm. type of thing but it's not like this is how you be kind you do your ministering and you do exactly yeah. what jesus did like um so yeah i think we have both kind of agreed that those are pretty good things and I think I was just talking about this last night, but it's just like funny how you in the church, you're just scared. We've talked about this in another podcast too, but like you're scared of trusting your own intuition. You don't know how to trust it. And then you leave the church. You're like, Oh, I actually do know what's good and bad. Mm -hmm. Like take the church away from it. I think I was, you're, everyone's born with that. So I think that it's a lot easier to trust yourself than you think.
1: Yeah. I, and I'm excited to have more time to focus on, uh, like he said, more principles rather than like let's memorize fifty scriptures because mm-hmm. that's what the prophet told us to do, and Jesus will be happy if we memorize all these scriptures so now we have more time to focus on things that will hopefully help them think through their their choices a little bit more than just this is good, this is bad, mm-hmm. I'm going to hell if I wear a short skirt kind of yeah, deal.
0: yeah, there's so much um there's so much to learn and there's so many people and cultures to learn from and I think it's just nice to be able to allow our kids like a more open opportunity like to learn from other people to not look at everyone outside the church as someone that doesn't have the truth it's like I hope for them that they can be open to everyone and love everyone in a more in a less judgmental way because whether or not you feel like the church is judgmental, it just, it does give you a predetermined judgment of others. It just does.
1: Yeah, I am curious how that's going to affect, if if we stay in our town, then literally everyone's Mormon and, like, very devout. Mm -hmm. And if our kids are like, oh, yeah, I'm not Mormon, I was never baptized, I wonder if kids are going to be more welcoming because they want them to be Mm -hmm. Mormon, or if they're going to be like, oh, my mom says I can't hang out with you because you're not Mormon, so
0: yeah and I think that again that's like teenage I don't know I don't see that happening at a young age it'd be really sad if it did I feel like that would be something that the parents I'd be like hey that's not cool Um, as long as they're good kids especially but it will be interesting to see and you know again the church is declining and you just don't know how many people will be even in the church even in this town by the time I mean I know it'll still be pretty strong but again there's just there's a lot of opportunity to learn and grow as we grow with our kids and I think that's what I'm looking forward to doing. is like, we're all kind of learning and growing together now. It's mm-hmm. not just like we already know everything. It's like,
1: I guess yeah. that is cool is that we, we do have that opportunity to learn, but I think it's going to be really good. I think it's, it's going to be a little bit messy. I think it always is when you're forging a new path and mm-hmm. we don't have the examples of our parents to go off of because they just did what their parents did. And now we're doing something completely new. So
0: yeah.
1: I think it's going to be a little bit messy, but we're going to do the best we can and, Well, I guess we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, something I appreciate as an adult and a parent now is learning that even though our parents had a specific, like, way of doing things, they still did things differently than their parents in some ways. And we're all just, like, humans on this planet trying to do our best. And so even though we have these little ones looking up to us, just trust that, like, they'll understand if we're not perfect, just as we'll understand if they're not perfect. And that's one thing I like about focusing more on just living life with them and enjoying life with them is that all of us are imperfect and we don't have to live up to like some perfectionism that a church is telling us to live up to.
1: Yeah. And I've noticed since you're not worried about being perfect all the time, I feel like you've had moments where you're more present with the kids because you're just in that moment. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what we're doing, you're present because you're not worried about being perfect and Mm -hmm. worried about, you know, all the principles of the church that you're supposed to be doing and family home evening and checking all these boxes. You're just in that moment and you're happy and you're with the kids. And I've seen that more Mm -hmm. since not being Mormon.
0: Yeah. And I I have to be honest, I've always... I don't know if this is from just the church, but I know it happened in church a lot as the culture. I would always be like, are people judging my kids? Are people judging that they don't have the perfect hair today or the perfect clothes or we don't look put together or they see me at Walmart. We're all a little chaotic. The kids are being a little crazy. Um, And I know no one's perfect, but like there are these certain like, you know, facades people put on and ways that they look and (laughs) things that I'm always, now I'm like, it's fine. They're kids. You know, I tried my best to make them be, well behaved and everything, but I'm not like stressed about like our littlest one or our middle one, I guess now wearing like something silly to the store, like because she wants to wear a princess dress, or you know, I don't know. It just changes kind of how I like. I care less about what other people think about my kids, which is funny. <laughs>
1: That's interesting. I would think that you would care more because now it's like you're representing mm-hmm. like.
0: X well, now models. I do. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Great. Just I'm just kidding. No, yeah, I don't know. So those are a little bit of our thoughts about parenting and outside the church. And um, basically we aren't perfect and we never will be, but I think we're both happier in our roles as parents with our kids. Um, And that's just our opinion on it. And that's going to differ based on who you are. But if you have kids and you are like trying to leave the church or you're thinking about leaving or you have questions and you're scared about what's going to come if you leave, just be open with your kids depending on their age. You know, you can have open discussions with them about – why you're doing this and your thoughts on it and just trust yourself. You are a good person and a good parent, no matter what you believe.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm really excited for the future that we're going to have since we don't have to check all those boxes about like, maybe we're going to go swimming on Sunday, something crazy like that. We're going (laughs) to like, we're going to have more good experiences than fighting over these little boxes that we're not checking. So I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah. And I still laugh when my kids, I mean, When we first started drinking coffee, and they would like, we'd have to, we kind of like, we're like, it's not coffee, it's, you know, like, we didn't say it's not coffee, but we tried not to like say what. Oh, I did. Oh, you did. You lied about it. Oh yeah, it's like hot chocolate or something. I just, I just didn't bring up what it was at all, you know. I was like, oh, it's just my drink, whatever. And now it's like, oh, I called it mate. That's what I called it. Oh, you said it it was mate. Yeah. Yeah, we were just like, oh, this is just what we drink, whatever. And now it's like, why are we hiding that? You know, it's like we drink coffee. It's like that's not the biggest deal in the world. It's (laughs) just funny how if you're Mormon, it is a big deal. So. Anyway, go raise your little heathens. Good Good luck luck out there, parents.